You know that old saying, the only thing worse than a mismanaged fat camp where the kids eat a lot of candy is a mismanaged fat camp where the kids are terrorized by a Swede and Ben Stiller. We're talking heavyweights on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and drop down to give me 20. No, 60. Uh, yep, another week, another super smooth intro. Um, so you know what? I'm not gonna, like, this, this is a fun movie, and we'll get to our guest in just a second, because I, him and I share a very common trait with this movie. Uh, he is a blogger. He's an actor. He is an alt. He's iffy on the actor part, but he's a friend of mine, so he'll be a friend of yours too. It's Evan Connolly. Hello, Ross. Good to be on. Hello, Evan. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Every time you mention it, we give five cents to uh, somebody. Gotta gotta make it searchable so it comes up on Google. Ooh. Get those hashtags coming up. But anyway, um, as I was saying uh, before, you and I, we share something with this movie. Uh, we're both camp counselors. Yeah, um, I was a camp counselor up in New Hampshire. Um, I decided I probably shouldn't say the name of the camp just in case we get into who knows what stories um, about Ooh. my time working there. Um, but I was a counselor for three years. I was also on like leadership staff for three years. Um and I went to this camp since I was like eight years old. So I was there for quite some time. Yeah, that was almost the exact same uh, scenario with me. I went, uh, and I won't say the name of the camp as well, <laughs> but I went for uh, from 2006 to 2012. I was a camper and then 2013 junior counselor and then 14 and 15. I was, uh, I was leading kids through the woods like it was my job because it was my job. There you go. Uh yeah, I actually recently I visited um, just a couple weeks ago, and it was fun. But it it have you have you visited your camp since kind of graduating from it? So I was up there um, a month or two ago, and it was a uh, preseason. So at our camp, there's like um, a period of like a month and a half um, when all the college kids are up there, and there's not really campers. We're just like getting the camp ready. Um, campers come for like different programs, like environmental education, random stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. so I was up there during preseason, a little different than regular summer. I'm actually going up, uh, after we finish taping this. So that's right. Making this even a more special episode. Very good. Yeah. Um, is there like a campground at uh, your camp for like regular people or is it just like a residential camp? Um, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that, but I mean, it's just, um, it's your basic, uh, campsite. Like we have cabins, some trails. Oh, gotcha. So at our camp, one side of the road, um, is like cabins, tent platforms, all that for campers, counselors, that sort of thing. And then on Mm -hmm. the other side of the road is like a campground for like anyone who wants to like rent a little fire pit and like area, set up a tent and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So I'll be staying at like the campground area okay so is so it's not an official kind of like 
I'm back at camp. It's more just you're in the vicinity. Yeah, basically. I'm like staying. I'm going to try to see um, most of my friends when they have time off, but I won't be like over on that side of the road. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, what was it like heading back? When did you uh, go back in or well visit? Uh, Yeah, so this was uh, this past weekend, actually, and uh, it was just I I like to go up every so often just because I still know a lot of the uh, counselors, my campers uh, that I had a couple years ago. They're now the 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 junior ones. So that they graduated. uh, Yeah, like we're friends on Snapchat now. Oh, wow. And I'm like, when am I going to (laughs) regret this? Um, But it's like I uh, I got this weird nostalgia for just like slight uncleanliness yeah because it's like i mean i'm this summer i'm work. i've said this on the podcast before like i I have two internships so i'm just kind of i'm just being i'm a nine to fiver and it just felt good to kind of get my uh cuticles (laughs) a little dusty definitely um so like i'm very big into uh like camp culture as like silly as that might sound to someone who hasn't worked at a camp it's definitely like a real thing um mm-hmm. i've seen you know wet hot american summer is probably one of my favorite movies um yeah. this movie is another really good one um there are some not so great camp movies but like i feel like it's a very universal thing amongst people who have worked at summer camps well and it's it's a camp as a movie topic and we'll get more into it in a in just a minute with our movie um i i was watching it uh heavyweights for today and I realized that camp is such an inclusive thing that if you experienced it in some capacity, like you get the movie and it's, it brings warm feelings. But I tried to look at this movie as an outsider, someone that's never been to camp and camp looks like the absolute worst. Just I, the word bunk is just a dumb word. And you're like, Oh my, what are they? They're the caterpillar. uh, The chipmunks or chipmunks. uh, Yeah. Chipmunks. I think. Yeah. That's a terrible name for a bunk and camp hope. Camp hope is ridiculous. uh, my camp, my camp's name isn't any better. The only difference is it's in Hebrew, so it sounds more exotic. Oh, our camp is a Native American word Ooh. that everyone mispronounces. Hmm. So even if you potentially said on the podcast, no one would know because they're all pronouncing it a different way. Here's a teaser. In some Native American language, it means peace pipe. Snow. No, not oh. snow. <laughs> uh, peace pipe, actually, coincidentally. But it, you know what? We've been dabbling. Yeah. We're talking about camp. <laughs> we might as well say, yeah. So I said before, we're talking uh, heavyweights. Um, this movie, it's it's a gem. I would say it came out in uh, 1995. Uh, so uh, Evan, tell me a little bit about why you chose this movie. So it's a kids' movie. It's about summer camp, and I remember watching it. So I don't think I ever saw this as like an actual kid, um, but I probably saw it about two or three years ago. Um, you know, sometime I was, you know, out of the camp loop for a while and feeling sentimental. So it was was on Netflix and I was like, oh, let's see what this is about. And it's a movie that I remember the first time watching it, like knowing it was like a kid's movie and like from the 90s and fairly tropey, but like still really enjoying it, like laughing at the right times at certain points and like feeling nostalgic um, at different points. So yeah, there are definitely parts that I really enjoyed. I'd say watching it again, maybe I didn't like it as much as the very first time, but, uh, 
Yeah. Were you as thrown off about a um, mustachio Jeffrey Tambor as I was? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor is... First off, he looks exactly the same, even though... <laughs> let's see, it's probably, what, like, six years to Arrested Development? Seven years? Yeah, um, Arrested Development was 2003, 2002, I think? Yeah, so like seven or eight years. The height of Saddam Hussein um, jokes. Yeah, exactly. Um, he looks the same but he is like the kid says it best i think um in the first scene and i really like the first scene where his dad is like you're going to fat camp and the kid just turns and goes you're fatter than i am why don't you go to fat camp um but jeffrey tambor did look a little large in this movie but you know it's the 90s it's it was the 90s he's playing a dad he's playing a dad it's you're supposed to look the part yeah, um, and the movie the movie brings it in very quickly to let the audience know that this is a fat kid. Like, yeah, and and just a warning um, uh, for our listeners. Obviously, um, we we do not intend any fat shaming. We're not uh, Ben Stiller's character. Yes, but in analyzing this, uh, we might get into dicey territory. So, uh, apologies in advance. That is neither mine nor Evan's intention. Yeah. And just on that note, like how crazy is it that like the concept of fat camps, like, I don't know if they are still around or what, but at least in the past 10 years, they're definitely not called fat camps. I think it's more, I think they're more just informal, like, okay. Fitness camps or cause I mean, everything's all specialty now in the camping industry. I feel um, but anyway, so at the at the beginning, the um, the screenwriters, one of whom is Judd Apatow, yes. <laughs> um, he wants he wants you to know off the bat that this kid is out of shape, not just by looking at him, but just like seeing his actions. So we see him um, jog very slowly home from school on the last day of school, um, and he can't do any sports. Um, dogs bark at yes, him. Yes, dogs don't he, like him on the street. He has like a strange curse or something about him um yeah what and then he chugs he chugs an entire uh pitcher of lemonade oh yeah in in like a questionable move what about that last day of school scene my goodness oh you you mean where they're throwing (laughs) papers all there a kid um in like on the left side of the screen if you look closely he opens his locker and just like takes a handful of paper and just throws it everywhere that's something i've never that's like a constant trope of like kids movies and i've never understood it like the bell rings and like just hell on earth happens (laughs) in the hallways there are like three stray paper airplanes just going all over the place there's like kids making out with each other there's like you know near riot conditions going on in the hallway like that would never happen at any (laughs) like i elementary middle school i went to a private jewish school (laughs) not to brag and and i think most schools do this at some point like if the kids are unruly they'll bring in a custodian and be like he has to clean up after your mess and it's like this whole shaming thing like we would never do something like that in the last day of school no, because you know we don't want to upset Troy. I mean, it's and from my experience, um, in a Connecticut public school, um, Ooh. exotic, <laughs> extremely, um, connect I cut. That's how you learn how to spell it, right? Um, but anyway, um, Pennsylvania, it's like just fucking learn how yeah. to say. It. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was just like, it's not like teachers just like power down the second the bell rings on the last day of school. Like most people are just like, hey, I'd like to go home now. <laughs> like cool, it's, bye. it's not like you could just all of a sudden like authority is just like out the window. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely the first of like a good deal of like just full on tropes in the movie that just like. Well, this movie, I, and this is the first time I've seen it. I, I don't really, the only connection I have to it uh, is that I remember I was uh, like in eighth grade or something and I was over at my friend's house and he had a VHS of heavyweights. And he was like, we should watch this. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want to watch this. Why, why are these kids just holding up a bun with a man? Oh, in yeah. No, the cover is the weirdest part, I think. That, the the like imagery along with the movie, outside of the movie is just strange. I don't even know what to think of that cover. Also, the kids are like weirdly airbrushed in it. Yeah, it's almost like they're floating and like holding a large yes. sandwich. Um, like I, I, that threw me for a loop. But the entire movie, I was like, why is Ben Stiller not in a hoagie right now? Yeah. <laughs> are they gonna eat him at the end? Is it like that where it goes? It almost goes that way. It definitely gets a little Lord of the Fliesy for a little it bit get, there. Not a little, a lot. <laughs> Lord of the Fliesy under full like adult supervision uh that scene is just insane well yeah because there's the guy the the guy that's been there for years the nurse Uh, and paul feig chuck Chuck finley or uh yeah chuck finley and they're like we got to get rid of this guy and then uh the nurse says oh i called like child services and they said it they could only come up in two weeks (laughs) which i i have no idea (laughs) what that office is doing but child, they should child all abuse, be fired give it two weeks uh we got a lot on the docket <laughs> give him give him a chance to dress up the kids yeah. and make them look presentable our our lead guy is out on a fishing trip uh it's it's summertime lady come on everyone's oh, on vacation in child protective services but yeah and yeah, that was just upset. There were a lot of moments in this movie where I I felt genuinely bad and was like, oh, God. Like, most of the time that any adult called the kids fat, I was like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Like, when Ben Stiller is um, weighing all the kids and telling them to their faces their exact weight, I was like, oh. Yeah, it's like a really, like, sadistic like uh psychological warfare that he kind of plays against these kids this Um, is just a movie about war crimes it's yeah i mean in in a different context him doing these exact same things would be uh pretty extremely bad everybody (laughs) remembers in world war ii the nazis uh tied allied soldiers to trees and covered them honey honey. on them (laughs) that's messed up um and then just think of the mosquito bites and everything like that is oh. not pleasant. Well, we're both camp going men. We know yeah. the pain of I have so many mosquito bites from that uh, from my camp trip this weekend. Just like <laughs> all over like the back of my uh, upper thigh, yep. ankles, mm-hmm. behind the knee. Um, and then they threaten uh, that character with deportation. Um, at yeah, the end there. I wrote that down. They I was like, like Ooh, oh, that's sobering. Lars, you'll have to, if you don't do exactly what we say, we'll have you deported. Um, and I was like, I was thinking in the 90s even, I don't think anybody was like, we got to deport some Swedes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, uh, let's see. There, the psychological warfare, just like the public shaming, 
Um, they point out that he intentionally had a dance that wasn't planned to like destroy these kids' confidence. Like that, like, that, that, that was like a, a thought out maneuver on his part. Yeah, and I guess in in the real world, I think a giant group of fat kids at a fat camp wouldn't be affected by that. But I mean, these these kids, these campers, they have a lot of charisma and confidence. <laughs> oh, also, wait, in that um, dance scene, at the very end, um, you see like these two kids making out in the back. Do you? Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. It's right after Ben Stiller comes in and he's like, okay, party's over. And um, I thought they were going to call it out because it was like pretty in focus, like in the frame, but they didn't do anything well, with that. Well, it slipped my mind. Um, this is and a Disney movie too. So I mean, it's Apatow. So, uh, yeah. Oh, an Apatow joint. Um, I did read about one scene that Disney uh, said you can't have in our movie. Um, what was I? I didn't. I saw a huge blog on IMDb of deleted scenes, and I was like, I am yeah, not reading. No, I, I didn't read through the individual deleted scenes, but there uh, was one scene I read about um, that Disney was just like, you cannot possibly put this in our movie, which is when Ben Stiller, crazed Ben Stiller, after he's been subjected to like basically torture and imprisoned. Oh, oh when he's in the just, cage? Yeah, just completely loses his shit. Um, apparently between him escaping and him, like, confronting everyone in the, uh, cafeteria or dining hall, if you will, um, yeah, there was a shot of him with a bow and arrow pointed at, uh, what is his name? Jeff, Jeffrey, uh, Jerry, Jerry and his dad from, like, across oh the lake. <laughs> and he's, like, aiming a bow and arrow at them. Um, and they, they cut it out for obvious reasons and kind of reworked the scene. Um, yeah. So it's just there just, so it's like another crotch punch. Yeah. Um, what happens instead? Oh, well. Yeah. So it's Jeffrey Tambor punches Ben Stiller in the the crotch and then, and then I, 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 yeah. Stomach or crotch. And then then he does a bunch of backflips and then falls, uh, under his own power. No, 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 no. But before that, oh, before yeah. he does all those cool, he karate chops uh, Jeffrey Tambor in the back and he like yes. stumbles down for he, a second. He assaults Jeffrey Tambor and then He's does like, a we're getting of out of here. Should we uh, talk about Plata uh, anymore? Or is it self-explanatory enough for like people listening to this? I think yeah, it's I mean, pretty I, straightforward. You just have insane Ben Stiller gets but I will say, of a it takes so camp. long. It takes so long for like anything really to happen yeah like there there's a lot of kind of like montages and by montages just like just kid like lazy fat kid jokes yeah um there's so many that's what i was gonna say um was like what i noticed this time reading it is or reading it Uh, i don't read i watch movies on my tv i mean what are movies but books on the couch on the tv um (laughs) Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I, I wish I could. Anyway, uh, besides that, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. When I watched it this time, I kind of realized there's like the pacing is not great. Um, oh, it's not the, good at all. The end cap, there's like this very slapped on end cap. Like they were just kind of like, we have to have a heroic sequence at the end of the movie or else it can't end. 
And then the beginning is pretty darn slow. Um, but right in the middle, I mean, they were teasing it the entire movie. I will say, yeah, that is true. The the Roman games or whatever it's called, the Hall of Intelligence. The did you have anything like that? Like a triathlon? Yeah. Um, not really. Like we did, didn't we didn't really have a uh like a color day or anything like that. We did um one of one of the hallmarks of my camp was we do this flashlight tag thing called zap where Mm. um you we wait for dusk and like you know in the summer once dusk comes like it gets dark very quickly and we have all the kids dress in black and they have to um sneak from one side of camp to the other and all the uh counselors and junior counselors are on buildings with flashlights Mm. just like zapping kids oh yeah like like checkpoints spotlight tag or something like that Sure. Yeah, I have no idea what else to call it, but um, <laughs> actually, I did comedy. Um, like I did a, a like a uh, a comedy thing. <laughs> I don't know if I. Should. I I have one memory of someone trying to do like a stand up ish type thing at a campfire at our camp. Usually, it's just uh, you know sk- skits and sketches mm-hmm. and stuff. But one year, someone stood up and was like, "I'm gonna tell a couple jokes," and they told. I don't even know if I could say it on the podcast here. Is it dirty? No, it's not dirty at all. There's children there, Ross. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it because you said you might cut out uh, your joke. Um, and yeah, honestly, yeah. it might not be you that know, bad. We'll assess, and then if yeah. we decide to cut it out, we'll just we'll do like some appropriate camp memories. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but don't paint us in a bad light. Yeah, so <laughs> this like girl goes up, and she's like, I'm going to tell a couple jokes this time around. And it was probably 2011 or 12 that'll be important in a moment and she goes <laughs> hey what's the difference between uh oh, february and amy winehouse february makes it to 28 wow and just no one res- re- the kids didn't understand it they didn't know who amy winehouse was and the counselors were just like what the hell was that i'll do you one better oh, um geez. so well, it's it's in a similar vein. Um, it was actually also in 2011, um, I believe. Um, maybe, yeah, 2011, I believe. And um, that was the summer... Or no, this was a couple years earlier, 2009, I guess. Yeah, 2009 was that year that like all those celebrities died during the summer. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're right, 2009. Michael Jackson, Farrah mm-hmm, Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett, Billy Mays. Billy Mays was that year? Yeah. Okay, that's the one that's um, got me. Mm-hmm. That guy. And so I, I, did, I wrote this little skit, uh, sketch, because skit is a dumb word. Um, well, skit is I, a dumb word, That, but it... it yeah. I guess it makes sense for camp. Camp, you do skits. Skit, the world, you skits do sketches. Skits to sketch. It's like, you know, your classic square to rectangle. What's the here. deal with these skits? Square to rectangle. It's not that's always the one, a rectangle, That's the one impression I can't even... What, Jerry That's the one impression I can't even... Yeah, I can't even pretend to be able to do it which is annoying because it's the easiest <laughs> voice in the universe but anyway um so i i did this little skit where it was like billy mays um uh like pitching like this super dodgeball or whatever and it was he just um i was like are you ready fair faucet uh <laughs> michael jack and i just like listed like the 10 celebrities that died that summer and they all stand in a line and I was Billy Mays, and I threw the ball at the person in the front, and they all just dominoed on top of each other. Uh, Billy Mays here. I am high on cocaine. 
I've got a Aww. super dodgeball. I was reading his Wikipedia page the other day, and I was just like, this is weird, like, how much of a cultural touchstone he is, and then, like, yeah. Yeah. Just, that's crazy that, like, oh, what's that guy <laughs> famous for? You know. Yelling about he stuff yells on at you TV. on commercials. <laughs> he actually had his own show with some British guy who I guess does Anthony the same Sullivan. Thing. Yeah, who I I hadn't heard of before that, and it was a good show. I liked it a lot. It was kind of like Shark Tank, um, right? Yeah, it was called Pitchmen. Okay, and they would decide which product they would do a loud, obnoxious commercial about. That's right. And all these and people were... would be like, "Please, God, yell about my product, Billy Mays." Please. Yeah. And there was a, a feud episode between Billy Mays and the ShamWow guy. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this young up-and-comer thinks he can get on the yelling about stuff on TV scene. Yep. Oh, that's great. He, yeah. But yeah, camp's great. Yeah, camp's a uh, good time. But yeah, um, I, I like related to this movie a lot. And I don't know, were you, were you, a, uh, were you a fat kid? Um, no, I was actually like, uh, one of those like sickly skinny kids growing up. Oh, so you, so you were more of a Paul Feig. I, I was, well, uh, man. Oh wait, no, he lost weight. The whole yeah, thing no, was like, he yeah. lost weight, but like, no, you, I think you know the type of kid I'm talking about. I was like the kid who like in fourth grade was like 70 pounds and people yes. were like, okay, you are sickly. Like <laughs> there's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was I was the opposite. Like there was um, like a four year stretch, uh, three or four years where I just like gained a good amount of weight. And like that, going back that scene uh, with Ben Stiller where he's um, having all the kids like weigh themselves and he's like yelling at them. That like that really uh, struck home because I I actually um, I had a I went to a doctor and I didn't want to know my weight for a couple years because I knew it was bad. But I was like, I'll just be in denial. It's easier. And the doctor just looked, it was a substitute doctor. Like my real doctor wasn't there. <laughs> and so the doctor looked me in the eyes and just like told me my weight. And he's like, yeah, um, yeah, you're 14. You like, you got to lose weight. And I was like, Wah. I just remember, um, cause I'm a, a shorter person, which doesn't carry over the airwaves of a podcast. Um, there, did they ever bring out that chart with you at like the pediatrician? And they're like, you see this graph here, you weigh this much and you're this tall. So we're expecting you to grow to be at least six feet in the next six years. And I'd <laughs> I be think like, I remember uh, that. OK, but I knew that was bullshit because, I mean, my my mom yeah. is just breaking even at five feet. And my dad five is like feet. maybe a foot taller than me and uh, not a foot, um, an inch <laughs> taller than me. Your dad so, is like, seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might know my dad. His name's uh, Kareem. Oh, yeah. Kareem, can you sign something for me, please? Yeah, sure. Welcome to Kid Flicks with your host, Ross Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, that that whole... That, there's an even more messed up scene, I think, than uh, when he weighs them and like yells at them, like, you gained nine pounds! And it's kind of breezed over because it's a montage. Um, but there is a scene where they've got like calipers out and they're measuring like all the little pieces of each like kid. Yeah, as that was comes weird. In. They're measuring like their neckline and like their like cheek density and uh, uh, neck rolls or something. I don't That's know. That's right. And it's just very concerning. Um, yeah. 
Because those are also like not scientific measurements at really. all. And I obviously it's for comedy, but it's also like, what the hell are they collecting all this like data for? I'm. Well, I think that's what bothered me about a lot, like a good chunk, like the first third to half of this movie is that like these kids like they're I mean, they're not healthy. Yeah. And like them being like really lazy and just like, I can't jump is played for laughs. And then also uh, Ben Stiller's like manic healthiness is also played for laughs. But then all of a sudden it goes like everything just gets real intense. Like, hey, you know, like when when the the guy that's been there for 18 years, I already Chuck forgot Finley. Chuck Finley. Finley. Yeah. When or Finley, Finley like, maybe not Chuck, but definitely Finley. Finley. Yeah. When Finley yells at like the camp across the pond. It just that just came out of nowhere, and then it became this whole oh, thing yeah. where it's like, you Very know what, emotional. we're okay the way we are, and it. Well, yeah, and that that also is right around the same time, or maybe a little after. Um, Finley and uh, what's his name there? Jerry's emotional go kart ride, which was very uncomfortable to watch. Um, where Finley the, is pushing the nurse loves it though. Yeah, but it's like a like ten year old, and it's. Finley is too. How old? If you saw Finley walking down the street in that movie, how old would you guess he was? Um, I would say thirty-five. Same. I'd say about thirty-five. He sa- well, he said it's his eighteenth summer, and like these kids looked like they were at least in middle school. So let's say that Finley came when he was eleven. Yeah. So his eighteenth summer, he's uh twenty-nine. So he does say he's been a counselor for. 10 years so maybe like 28 29 would make sense but i thought he looked it well 28 29 i think is still well, he far looks too like old he's to going be a counselor bald. yeah he's not like he's not on like a leadership staff or camp director or anything like that he is literally asleep in the cabin with the kids counselor which i think is a little concerning i mean hey he was a chipmunk yeah and well, I just I just automatically get confused when I see a summer camp that's run by like actual adults. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, what what was yours kind of like in that way? Well, I mean, um, so the current kind of prof- uh, not professional, so like the 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 like camp directors, I guess. Um, they, let's see, they're twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, and they're and they're leading a staff of camp yeah, uh, counselors that are right. like nineteen to twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So we've got um, ours actually skews a little bit younger than uh, most places. I think, um, like you're a junior counselor at like seventeen, and usually you're on like leadership staff around like twenty twenty one. So like that's the, not too bad. But we've got like a whole hierarchy of. Uh, different positions so you'll have someone in charge of this age group who's like 20 to 21 someone in charge of this and then there's program directors who are like a bit older than all of them um and then there's you know like one guy who's like a full-time so we're open year-round technically uh for like events and stuff like that one you have those campgrounds yeah exactly so there is like full-time staff that's there year-round like big director and everything got it um but yeah, I also who runs the like it's it's literally Finley the skinny guy and then who like uh, George Cast- or uh, George Costanza's dad. 
Uh, yeah, Frank well, Costanza. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Wait, what was what was their little um uh chant like yo yo yay <laughs> or something like, like that. that? Did you have one of those? No, that's stupid. Oh. Well, we oh, always. Man. I mean, oh no, you're missing out. Well, we we always had chants where it was like gen- gentle ribbing. Oh. Yeah, so no. like whenever whenever a, a director would be like, okay guys, here's what we're doing the rest of the day, we would we so let's say like me so like shot through the heart and you're too late Ross you give love a bad name, and then we have like these long ones where we're just like cycling through inside jokes like oh, there's not oh I gotcha, so we have like a like a tagline esque like call and response type cheer thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, we have those, but the kids just don't follow them because, like, oh, you know. yeah, no, boom chicka boom is the the classic. So I said a boom chicka boom. Yeah, so we sing that song, but also boom chicka boom is like the big overarching thing. <laughs> That's the we overarching actually, theme we, of your we, camp. We actually invented boom chicka boom. Like people don't really realize this, but we invented the boom chicka boom. Oh yeah. That's not confirmed. No, that's yeah. Well, I was doing a, I was doing a small bit there about how people feel about well, their camps. You think your camp's cool? We um, <laughs> we have a cool creek. Oh, so here's something I wanted to ask you about. Oh um, sure. Their big rival, Camp MVP, if you'll remember. Yeah. Um, the like quintessential sports camp where like the director, the camp like, across the lake, we, like that classic. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, camp tiger claw in wet, hot mm-hmm. American summer. Um, there's a bill Murray movie called meatballs. meatballs. Have you seen that? No. Okay. Well, if you want to get really <laughs> uncomfortable about what camps were like in the seventies and eighties, watch that movie. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Like it's well, there's kind just like no supervision and they just like, OK, time to play Rusty well, Nails. No, it's more like it's like Bill Murray's a camp director and he's just like, ah, check out these 16 year olds. They're campers and like I can't touch them. But boy, would I like to. Ugh, and it's God. like, I'm going to throw up Bill Murray. Well, oh, wait. Please stop. Well, speaking of which, there's that scene um, at the dance when and they I've seen this in so many kids movies where they're like the boys because it's usually it's 99% of the time boys will look to see a girl walking towards them and it's like in this really weird soft focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that like in this, it looks because this movie relies on many tropes including mm-hmm. the boys on one side, girls on one side dance and the girl walking in slow motion. Yeah, and but I was looking at that and I was like obviously like that's weird for me as an adult sitting alone in my basement watching this movie. Yes. But even thinking back as a kid, seeing those scenes, like I was never like, "Whoa, that girl's hot or beautiful." <laughs> I was always like, "Why? Why does why this look this way?" <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to draw my attention for some reason. Uh, let's see where it and goes. Do you know where the bathroom is? Yeah. And then I thought it looked so it looked so weird and unnatural when all of the boys slowly raised their fingers to point at the bathroom, and then they <laughs> left their fingers up for like ten seconds. Yeah, I, the dance, I just couldn't get over how much of a trope the dance was. Like, the whole, like, uh, like, uh, oh, let's go, like, show them how to dance, and then everyone starts dancing We gotta show them how cool it is. Sudden. Yeah, um. But I will say, there was also the, the one boy who had a beret and a Les Mis shirt. Yeah, oh, uh, that was, like, was the British kid, I think. You've ruled, I, oh, I hope so, he, 
he was my least favorite, but then also my favorite. Actually, no, I have an actual least favorite, but I think he was my favorite because I loved at the beginning when he lifted up his shirt and he was like, I didn't think the bus would be that hot. And he uh, tried to smuggle chocolate, but uh, it's yeah. just melting on his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, I think that gets to a good note about um, kids at camp, and it's that they're, well, at least boys in that age range of, like, 8 to, we'll say, 13, are sure. perfectly okay just living in pure filth and squalor. Like, That's right. Like, a kid smuggles in salamis to hide in his mattress that was for the whole summer? Because, like, speaking <laughs> as, as like, a, a, like, a former fat kid... Um, like, like cured sure, meats. Eating is fun, but cured meats is such a weird thing to smuggle. Like, I mean, I my friends and I we knew about refrigeration, so it was just yeah, yeah we would have like Snickers bars or Hershey bars or something like that. And they're just covered in chocolate and like. There's one scene I think a kid has his face painted with peanut butter. Um, just the the reek in those cabins and the the animals that must be in there. But uh, kids are okay with it. I had plenty of cabins where like literally just everything would be on the floor and mm-hmm. like towels would be drying like everywhere. And it oh just yeah, it smelled so it smelled like so much mildew. We did we do a thing at camp called Golden Broom. Um, where oh every- yeah, um, cabin fairy uh, honor cabin honor cabin. There's the yeah, cabin so, fairies go out and give honor cabin. Okay, so what we would do is we would give them an hour on Fridays, Friday mornings, to clean their cabins. And, like, they could bribe the camp directors that, like, would judge uh, and, like, uh, a grade each cabin. And it was just, like, that was the only way to maybe get kids to care about cleaning. Yeah. No. Was that once a week dash? Apparently, they hit that part nail on the head that kids are just perfectly comfortable living in sheer filth and squalor for like a period of time. Um, But yeah, oh, what I wanted to get back to and ask you about, which we keep getting uh, distracted from, did you have a rival camp? Uh, Is is does that ring true for you, like a Camp Tiger Claw or Um, a Camp MVP? Not to the extent of this movie. Um, so my camp, and like I'm not gonna name it, <clears throat> uh, and I don't want to say too much to give it away. But so it's. <laughs> I part probably of like, already have thoroughly given mine away <laughs> through many yeah. different clues and hints. Plus, if you just like look at my profile picture, I'm probably wearing a t-shirt or something <laughs> dumb like that. Like our listeners are driving to work, and they're just like they've just like yeah string all over the place and they're writing down clues um but so my (laughs) camp uh it's like it's part of um like a worldwide kind of like uh organization a non-profit organization and so like there'd be kind of rivalries between the north america ones like oh we're the best one in north america no we are um but i mean like there there was a camp like half uh, down the street from us but we just didn't interact with them because they were weird you know what actually you know who went there who? Um, former uh, Kidflix guest, uh, Ruby Wardis. Ah, very interesting. And we didn't know this. We went to this uh, camp next to each other for years, and we didn't know until we started going to college together. Oh. And we both made offhand remarks about the area. We should have her on. We got to find another kids camp movie, um, and we'll have a round table. Um, but uh, no, we actually do have, have always had since like the 60s or 70s, a serious across the lake rival camp like 
just like in the movies in a weird like, way. And did you do a triathlon of sorts? So we, it used to be a bigger deal in like the 70s and 80s. You can still find like graffiti in the cabins. That's like sure. freaking 1976 basketball game. <laughs> Camp blank 80. Camp other camp that's our rival like Zero. 62. Like, oh, that makes more sense. Scooby, they got some points. Scooby dunked twice. And be like, oh, great. Some guy <laughs> whose nickname was Scooby dunked a bunch of times. Um, uh, Scooby sounds but, like a real trip. So the thing about that, though, um, they were a literal sports camp. Um, so we're a nonprofit camp, um, and we, like, don't really have too much cash. Um, they were a very nice, um, like, jet skis and uh, fancy sailboats and all that stuff. Yeah, sports they were a jet ski camp. camp. Yeah, exactly. Sports camp down the lake. And we would play them in sporting events. And I always wondered if like a camp like that, do you think any of them realize that they're the bad guys in the movie? That's a good question. Because like they like they would come to our camp and be like, wow, it's kind of like a little rustic over here. Um, yeah, they're just, like, kicking over stuff, like, what is this? And they would, like, jet ski by and be like, hey, you guys suck! <laughs> and, like, but do you think they realized? Like, when they watch Wet Hot American Summer or they watch uh, Heavyweights or Meatballs or something, do you think they, like, in their heads are like, ah, we're the underdogs, though, <laughs> at the That's end of the day? That's a great question. <laughs> I... I think that they just look at it and they're just like, oh, this is a funny movie in general. <laughs> I also went to summer camp. Summer camps are cool. This isn't relevant to anything in my life. What was but I then, me, on oh, the other sorry. hand, I definitely play up like the underdog factor a lot. So I'm probably like, yeah, I'm on the good guys team. We're the underdogs. Sure, we may be a band of misfits, but we have the most fun and hustle. <laughs> well, that actually um, brings me back to something I wanted to talk about was just um, how one-sided the movie feels. Oh, my God. It's like one cabin, too. It's it's one cabin. Well, we see on the bus there's 23 of them because the, the sign on the bus says right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 or whatever. But, I mean, um, even most kids' movies of this sort, even if it's very just like goofball, like, man, adults suck, you get you, – you do see – a scene or two where it's just the adults talking. Like there isn't, right. there isn't really a scene where Ben Stiller is just like, here's why I feel this way until the very end when his dad comes and picks him up. Yeah. From yeah. Camp. Yeah. And like, I think that was one of the weirdest parts of this movie. I was like, I, I want to understand. Cause I mean, Ben Stiller at first at least isn't being ridiculous in that. Like, okay, this is a fat camp. I'm going to actually run it as a fat camp instead of just like, a go-kart blob yeah. place. There's also and like no um like beeline or subplots or really anything else going on. It's almost no. like like a chase cam on this one kid going to camp. Even though um, we lose track of Jerry almost immediately, I keep forgetting that the movie was about him. Well, was that's like, the thing. At the very yeah. end it almost shifts to being about Finley, which is so strange. Like the last like thirty minutes or so. And definitely the did, did you notice the very, very end of the movie? Um, the very, very end of the movie, like, Jerry wins the race. Everyone's all happy. And uh, 
whatchamacallit. And he kisses uh, the nurse very yeah. tenderly, like so, it's the end of World War Two. <laughs> no, he throws the trophy in the lake, and the other camp director's like, you're crazy! And then he delivers <laughs> what is the cheesiest line I have ever watched in my life. Do it, do he it, looks straight to the camera and goes, yeah, I'm crazy. Crazy about my gal. <laughs> and then he kisses the girl. And I'm pretty sure that's how it ends. For, is there really uh, anything after that? Well, we so we see the rival camp swim into the lake yeah, to get the, to trophy. Get the trophy. Yeah, I th- and I think it freeze frames. Um, yeah. I think oh, Finley no. should be in jail, personally. Um, that guy is not should not be around kids but uh here's the thing i think he i think he's like he's stunted i mean that's for sure it's as as a lot of camp people are like i'm sure you'll feel this when you go back to your camp tonight like when i was back at my camp i definitely kind of revert that whole thing where you kind of like go back to that headspace that you're at when you're at that camp. like i was set i I just was a lot gigglier and i mean stupider still when i was there Definitely, but I would never stand by the torturing of an adult man by a bunch of children. Well, in in Finley's defense, Ben Stiller like <laughs> said something mean about him, which was dumb on Ben Stiller's part. So they electrocute him. They electrocute him really badly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I did get a, a small thought. I have a note over here, and this this sure. probably doesn't stack up. Um. But uh, is it possible it's all going on in Finley's mind? Sure. I think it's that's a very far-fledged, and I had the thought at like the very end of the movie and didn't rewatch anything with that in mind. But just the way it ends, just him like, yeah, I'm the best, and my what? gal. <laughs> well, I mean, the entire movie I felt was kind of weird in that way, that at first it is a movie about Jerry, and then... It switches to a movie about um, just the kids in general, and then yeah. towards the end, it shifts to about the adults in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, so so I actually have that note. Um, not only was the pacing bad, but it was almost like three-ish movies sewed together. I mean, that's, um, that is a classic Apatow staple, where you're yeah. like, okay, where's this movie? <laughs> okay, it could have ended here. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it, it was like... The whole go-kart ending, I felt like, was kind of superfluous. Um, and ooh, vocabulary. Ooh. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of... But there's also a lot of good stuff. Uh, I like the two lines that I remember people shouting at camp um, and not knowing where they were from until I watched this movie um, was, Do it to it, Lars. <laughs> And uh, have you ever heard that thrown around? I definitely had heard that earlier in my life before seeing this movie. I don't remember, but I mean, that that gave me a nice laugh just now. I loved that. And then uh, lunch is canceled due to lack of hustle. (laughs) I definitely also heard that thrown around once or twice. It's weird. That line, I laughed much harder when you said that just now than in the movie. Do it, do it, Lars. Um, um, I should be I, cast. Shut like, Apatow, call me up. I like when Ben Stiller is going through um, the kid's cabin and finding all the hiding spaces for the candy. <laughs> and he goes, oh, look, a deli meat. <laughs> oh, grossest at- line? Grossest line for me. 
was um, when the nurse comes, she's like, I'm new here. Um, and jo- Josh goes, uh, so one of the kids goes up to him and he's like, uh, he goes, oh, hey, that's the new nurse. Uh, and then Josh goes, hmm, this pleases me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Josh is creepy in general. I um, hated Josh. So the thing about Josh, um, this is this comes straight from IMDb. I can't uh, claim credit for having like incredible movie knowledge. But if you notice at least three. So Keenan, the kid who plays Josh, the main character, and I think at least one or two others are from the Mighty Ducks. Which right. I never, I never really got into, but they're a staple of like the '90s Disney aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but three of them starred in a Mighty Ducks movie, and then other ones were just like in them. Um, the kid who, so this this movie, Heavyweights, records right in between Mighty Ducks two and Mighty Ducks three, and the kid who plays Josh, who I think was also an all of that kid, probably around like Nickelodeon and Disney and um, stuff. I know I remember all that and I don't believe he was all that. Okay. He um, does have he Keenan does, he does was, have a vi- familiar vibe to him. Yeah, exactly. Say. Um but anyway, um he didn't want to do heavyweights. He was just like, "Nah, I'm not into it." And then Disney said, "Okay, then you're not going to be in Mighty Ducks 3." Yep. And he That's said, crazy. "I really want to be in Mighty Ducks 3." And they said, "Well, then do heavyweights." That's like child exploitation. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, these child actors, man, they they have it rough in a lot of ways. Um, they do. I will say Judd Apatow worked with him again in the future. He was on four episodes of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I do remember that now that you mention it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I That kid made me so uncomfortable the entire movie. <laughs> definitely. Um. Here's another thing. He's uh, shaving. Ugh. Oh yeah. Well, I that definitely. Was a, I did like that. It that it came together at the end. I, yeah. I did yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um. Did you go see Keenan Thompson when he came to Temple? Um. No, last I did year not. Or two years ago. Um. So I did, and you. Uh. It was nice of him to come out. It was all sponsored by Comcast. Um, so, uh, just context. Evan and I both went to Temple University. Temple at the same University. Time. Um. But yeah, Keenan came to Temple just to like chat about stuff. Um, and all these people, there's a question and answer. All these people are asking him about like how to get into acting and comedy and stuff like that. And he basically was like, so I was a kid growing up in Atlanta and my mom put me up for a casting call for a commercial and I got into the commercial. And then a couple months later, they called me and they're like, do you want to do Mighty Ducks? And I was like, yeah. And, uh, just kind of been, uh, coasting from that. I, mean, I uh, not coasting, yeah. not coasting, no, but I he was, he mean. was like, I went to college for like a year, didn't like it. And then SNL called me like a year or two later. What? I mean, so he went I, from a commercial to Mighty Ducks one, Mighty Ducks two, heavyweights, Mighty Ducks three to Keenan and Kel to all that to eventually SNL. Um, obviously he worked incredibly hard that whole time. It was just really awkward watching a bunch of college kids who are like theater majors. Like, how do I break into the industry? And he was like, I broke in when I was eight years old. So I will say, I, I don't like, know what to tell you guys. It's, it's always a dumb question. Cause I've been to enough kind of Q and A's with 
like actors and stuff just because like I see shows and they usually do a Q and A afterwards, yeah. and you always get some uh, jamoke that's like, <laughs> well, I mean, I want to get into comedy. Like, uh, what should I do? And it's like, I mean, you uh, just you just keep <laughs> doing stuff like life. You do the Kid Flicks podcast with Ross Weisman. Yeah, this is this is. Uh, I'm gonna get calls yeah. so soon. But uh, yeah, a lot of respect for these child actors for putting up with uh, serious, extreme adult decision making, like being forced into a movie you don't really want to do, um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, like I, I probably wouldn't want to do a movie that calls out my weight in the title. I was thinking that. I was like, ah, oh, I feel so bad. Like, these kids these answered. These kids must be ironclad. Well, I mean, that's the thing about being an actor is that you do have to just get used to going to casting calls where you, you just have to accept your type. Like, yeah. um, uh, like Vanessa Bayer was on Conan and she was talking about how um, she was not cast in a commercial because, like, she wasn't ugly enough. And Conan was saying that he was nearly cast in a commercial and it was it called for just, like, the least suave person in the universe. <laughs> And Andy was like, oh, uh, the the call was just for, like, a big fat slob. <laughs> well, and, yeah, I feel like I hear that on different podcasts, too. Um, like, uh, if you listen to Doughboys or uh, John, do. Ga- uh, John Gabris's different podcasts or appearances, um, he's like, yeah, I run into the same three guys uh, at a lot of casting calls <laughs> when they're looking for, like, bearded large man. And, uh, yeah. It's just the way it works. What do you think your uh, casting call type cast would be? Honestly, I think that's one of my uh, problems going forward. I have absolutely no idea. Um, Here, how about I, don't know. How about yeah, I try to me, figure out, out yours I, I, and then I think, you can give me mine? I think I have one thing that I have heard. Um, uh, I ran into a friend who I hadn't seen in like two years, and but I had ran into his mom a couple times in the past year, and he said... I just talked to my mom. She says, or she told me that you look like a little professor now. <laughs> so maybe small professor or like. Well, uh, I was thinking and not and short I, folk singer. I will say I like I'll say this uh, in a loving way. Like, I mean, you you fit just kind of like a like a, a dork vibe. Yeah. OK, I can run with that. Um, when I studied like, abroad, if, in if you London, shaved or changed up your facial hair, you could definitely be an extra on Big Bang Theory. Oh, God, if I shaved, all bets are off. I, I it would be bad. Um, but no, uh, when I studied abroad in London, um, I did an internship and they used to all co- ask me uh, their favorite joke. A very loud car just went by. Um, their favorite joke was to ask me if I was one of Mumford's sons. Um, they That's got a good. Lot of, That's a good one. Got a little usage out of that. Like, oi, Evan. I, I'm not going to do an accent on here or, or any voices or impressions wait, wait, um, or anything. Where, I, I also studied abroad in London. Where were you? Where were you? Um, it was a really cool place called Creative Brief. Um, it was right off of Piccadilly uh, Circus. So like real downtown. So like right out, right off the West End. Oh yeah, it was it was great. Um, I was I was right off, off Tottenham Court Road. Oh, so kind of the other direction, I think. It's uh, it's I think two stops. So it goes Tottenham Court Road, then Oxford, and then right. Piccadilly. You, I think you gotta get on what like the Circle to get there. Anyway, this. <laughs> I I was more of a Northern Line kind of oh, guy. Oh no, I was all Blue Line baby, Blue Line <laughs> night and day. Blue till um, I die. Yeah man 
but yeah, uh, I don't know what what my casting call would be. Uh, w would you say I'm adorkable? Oh, I would definitely say you're adorkable. <laughs> you are unlucky in love. Oh man, I'm I'm trying to maybe move more like to just absurd person. Um, I think that would be a good casting for me, or uh, like out of work folk singer. Yeah, I could see that. I actually met a guy in London that he's an actor and he has embraced um, being kind of typecast as like ugly. Really? Which was okay. fascinating. What it, um, there's a line from. I think it was a commercial she was in, not a movie or anything. Um, but there is a line from Anna Kendricks where she says, I'm hot. But in an approachable way, like hottest girl at your improv class, hot. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, she's very funny. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You have to. What's mine? What's my uh, casting call? I was call? trying to hope you would forget uh, that. Uh, I don't know. I'm not good this at this This podcast stuff. is like an elephant. So. Um, <laughs> wait. Oh, it remembers stuff. There you go. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> it's like an elephant. Because what? I'm not sure. Because in high school, I always got typecast as playing dads. Okay. Because like I kind of give like that paternal vibe yeah. sometimes. I got that at uh, Temple once or twice, but also I haven't I do really acted that. all that much. Um, I also had a mustache at the time. So That's right. That probably kind of forced me into a lot of roles. I'm very glad that it's a full beard now. Okay, good. See, once once you do both, you can find out who the the true detractors are. Um, did you see me when I was clean shaven? Um, I think I've seen pictures. I don't I don't remember so if it was I IRL. I shaved my must. It wasn't in real life. Um, it wouldn't have been. I know what IRL means. I'm hip. I'm young, and I'm Ooh. a millennial. But uh, for uh, so. As part of like a fundraiser, coincidentally, for the summer camp that I used to work at. Oh, Tie it all back together back. there. Yeah. A couple knots going on. Um, I uh, For that fundraiser, I shaved my mustache. Um, I didn't think people would donate enough money. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> ha, I'll throw this out there on the internet and these idiots will uh, donate, but not enough. And then almost immediately enough money came in. Uh, from, like, people who had no idea what the money was going for. I should just shave for, like, personal profits instead of fundraising. I think um, I could do that because people, now that I, because I've had a beard consistently for, like, two and a half years now, whenever yeah. I shave that once in a blue moon thing, people do get annoyed at me. They're like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, like, no. It's well, my face. <laughs> my problem is when I, when I, completely clean shave no beard no mustache i get like laughed at like they're like oh you can't buy beer here what are you 13 um <laughs> it's real bad <laughs> I, well, I, I mean like, that's also why i, I like love to keep it hair I never get face. <laughs> you know yeah. what let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to finish up our conversation on heavyweights and give it a good ranking stay with us and we're back um, so Evan and I, uh, we just realized that we've been talking for an hour, um, straight. Hey, Basically, we're old friends. We're old friends. We haven't, <laughs> we've only really been talking over Facebook Messenger, so this is About recording up. this podcast. That's true. So, uh, just because, um, 
I can't imagine anybody listening to this podcast <laughs> Other than in me. general. Yeah, yeah, you, you've, you've said nice things to me, and I appreciate that. But um, do you have any final thoughts or things that you would like to talk about with um, heavyweights that we haven't really touched on yet? Uh, no. Um, one thing I will say, this was a full 10 years before Dodgeball, and it is, if anything, a more amped-up version of Ben Stiller in Dodgeball, almost the exact same character. Yeah, um, it's like... But They're this part came of the first. same cinematic universe. Yeah, this came first. Um, this was, you know, a full decade before Dodgeball came out. Yeah, I'm also realizing I, I, with Ben Stiller, when I was little, I was like, oh, he's the guy for Meet the Parents. And now, like, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I keep discovering... Meet the Parents was your lens in on Ben Stiller. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so, like, I keep discovering more and more things that are older and older that he's done. And I'm like, oh, wow, he's had, like, a very intense... Uh, illustrious comedy uh, and film career. Yeah. And for years, I was just like, oh, he's the awkward guy from Meet the Parents named Gaylord <laughs> Fokker. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot about that. No, I definitely watched that movie as a kid, too, now that you say that. It's not, they don't hold up. No, not at all. Um, but anyway, do you want to do some, some rate or whatever? Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. I, I was looking over my notes to see if there was any last things that I... Oh, okay. Real small thing. So um, so the characters are four heroes, I guess. Um, they sneak into Ben Stiller's house to look at his house. <laughs> and um, after they leave, two things. One, they did a fart joke. And I was really hoping that this movie wouldn't have a fart joke. Yeah. Uh, but it did. It uh, The British kid farted in... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just right into Jerry's face. Uh, but then right after that, they smell, they hear a, a rapper, like a, a food rapper. Yep. And they open the bathroom and they see a kid sitting in a stall. And the stall door is closed, but the door is so high up. Like it's at, it's like at the knee height. So yeah. like if somebody, if he was actually like taking a dump or something, like you would, you would see everything. Yeah. Which was weird to me. Yeah. Uh, there's also one small thing. Um, one of the girls at the dance makes a bulimia joke that does not yeah, hold she up does. over the course of time and was really bad. And she was like maybe 10, I think. Also super weird because it's a movie about weight loss. Yeah. Um, anyway. But let's rate it. So, uh, as you all know, we rate this on it. And, you know, I've, I keep saying one to five. I'm just going to say zero to five because, honestly, it is a zero <laughs> to five scale. I always stumble over that. So we rate uh, each movie on a scale from zero to five in four criteria. Audience respect, plot, acting, and humor. And, uh, Evan, you're the guest. So let's talk first about audience respect. Is this movie pandering? Is it not? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so for audience respect, I think... Um, so just a little background coming into this, I thought I was going to give this movie like all fives and it would be a wonderful, but then after rewatching it, I wasn't as nostalgic about it and everything. Um, I felt like it relied on tropes way too much to like really respect the audience. Like it was kind of mailing it in, in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, certain scenes just seem like, Oh, this is the scene where this happens. Like in every other movie I've seen. Um, but then other parts were pretty interesting. Um, ben Stiller's character was pretty interesting and like a lot of exciting stuff happens there. Um, mm -hmm. 
the tropes were like a problem though so i'd probably just go middle of the road and give it a three on audience respect that's good that's that's right in the middle i'm yeah. okay with that i mean it doesn't matter if i'm okay with it because it's your pipe. score um i'm i'm doing almost similar actually not really i'm doing uh i'm giving it a 2.2 2. um point two because it's not necessarily like the most pandering thing like uh you know it's not just mugging at the camera obviously but um it just feels like if the movie felt very aimless at times and that it was just like oh like i mean it's a disney movie it's got these people in it like people will sit through it like people are gonna watch it anyway and that kind of was uh rubbing me the wrong way and again the whole thing of like um the villain is such an over-the-top um caricature of a person and the kids are like we're smarter than the adults like i will say it is nice though that there wasn't that many that much that many instances of like bumbling adult doofus yeah um you mentioned how they slipped a fart joke in there. They also, at one point, uh, someone just, like, punched a guy in, like, the, you know, the testicular region. And it was just moments like that where you're like, you don't have to do that kind of stuff. Like, you can make yeah, this that's... funny otherwise. Um, but actually, it's 1995, so. Probably they didn't do. know any better. <laughs> I was still in my mom's tummy. Uh, I was a full bearded baby. <laughs> but uh all right how about what's, what's what do you think second? of plot plot um this is where i really had some trouble um it drags the pacing's not great um there like i said there's scenes that feel either like they just felt they had to include this so they did which i'd say about the dance scene at the middle um mm-hmm. or the uh i will say i did like that scene yeah um or the go-kart scene at the very end um, that just kind of felt slapped on there. Um, like, uh, we need to have these kids triumph, so let's put this on there. Um, and then there were times it was just really slow, so I'd probably give it like a... a maybe a flat two-ish. Uh, maybe Flat two. I don't know. I feel like my like bad grades are still like pretty decent. Uh, I mean, a... Two, it's two not bad. fantastic. Two is, yeah, two is bad, but yeah. Um, I'm giving it, I think, a two point eight, because I agree. We're we're on similar pages, I think, with this movie. I do I do want to give it credit because I was sitting there watching it and I was thinking that there were very little tweaks that could have been made to make the movie feel a little bit more well rounded with plot. Like they could have had more. Um, we could have seen kind of more of the adult point of view and we got that sort of towards the end but it it took a while like the beginning of the movie the first half and the second half they really could have integrated together more somehow like they felt disjointed there could have been more done i will say there there was a lot of good setup and payoff like when uh josh or john whatever his name is (laughs) he's uh shaving Ah, and that ends up coming into play and and yeah, the go-karts, I guess, technically paid off. So I guess that worked for me. But I mean, there were times where I was just like, okay, what I'm, let's move on to the next thing. And speaking of which, what did you think of the acting? The acting. Okay, so here's the thing. 
I really like Ben Stiller in this. The scene where he jumps down into the dining hall and, like, smashes a bunch of glasses and walks across it. Yeah, that um, was great. And then attacks Jeffrey Tambor. Um, <laughs> the kids are all, like, like we mentioned, like, being a child actor is not easy. So, especially when you're, like, hey, you're a fat kid and you have to play one in this movie. Um, and I thought they all did, like, a pretty darn good job, considering, uh, like, just in general. Um, I feel like the adults who are not Ben Stiller were not the greatest. Um, well, um, I, well, they, they, there was a cameo from Tim Blake Nelson, who was the, I guess, der, I don't know who he was, the guy that was showing the video of the camp at the beginning oh, of the yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, the videographer. I actually had a job doing that at a, well, uh, no, no, my no, summer not, camp. Not the videographer, not the oh. guy that was at the camp. The guy that was in the suit at the beginning that was like, well, we've got a cool camp for you. Oh, okay. He was in, uh, in Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Go. I think I think I got it. Maybe. But, oh, it's still me. Um, Shoot. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to rank this. Well, how about like, I tell you mine, and maybe that'll yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the kids did well with what they were given, um, mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, let's hear your side of things. I think, I'm think i thinking of giving it just an even three. That's the, the same score that I gave for uh, Sky High, and I think the acting is similar. Like, there's good moments, but I think everything is just, like, amplified a little bit, and... Uh, there's weird goofiness and then weird seriousness that doesn't always go hand in hand with each other. Right. Um, I think I'm going to go with a 3.75. Okay. Three and three quarters. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I just respect those child actors so much in the 90s that, like, got, like, lit- these kids did four feature films in, like, probably two and a half years or something um but all that aside still i i just i thought they did good mm-hmm. yeah and then uh finally what did you think of the humor humor um is this a new category or no nope, we literally have a... it every single one seriously oh i thought yeah. it was just three categories for some reason um the humor um i'll just cut right to the chase i'll give it a 3.6. Wow. Th- this is the one category that you and I differed very much on. Oh, boy. I'm giving the humor 1.45. Oh, no. <laughs> I marked I marked it when I was watching it. I laughed a single time. Okay. So the most recent time I watched it, I think I laughed like once or twice. But I have nostalgic memories of thinking it was very, very funny. So Yeah, I'm trying to I find the the oh yeah, the first laugh I had of the movie. And like I didn't even do a lot of the like mount the nose just like <laughs> like I didn't right. really do a lot of that. Yeah. But it was um uh Tony it's near right before Tony uh Ben Stiller tells everybody to go on the twenty mile hike. And they're doing the more, the way the check-in way like midway through the summer, mm-hmm. and so he calls Josh up. Uh, Josh steps on the scale for a second, and then Tony's like, "Go, no!" <laughs> like that was the that was the first time in the movie that I had laughed. Yeah, um, and also I feel like I enjoy, so my nostalgic 
time watching it was with like a group of like camp people so maybe that added to like the atmosphere going on or whatever yeah Um, i think i would have had a different time uh review if i had watched this with other people yeah like that's the one thing that i'm noticing as because i'm doing this you know on a weekly (laughs) basis and i have to watch a lot of movies it's more just i'm just getting the viewings in uh when i have time and so like sometimes with me yeah, like, I had a long day of just sitting at my desk at work, so, like, I don't know how much I was feeling watching uh, a camp movie. Yeah. Um, but I do think my review is fair and balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like Fox News, Fox you know? News, yeah. <laughs> my, anyway, the the um, one place to get your news. It's true. Uh, crunching the numbers, we have a very... Um, I think this is an all-right score. It could be higher, but I rated it lower. Um, so heavyweights coming out has a 2.73, 2.73. Where does that put it? Uh, do you rank wise? Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of looking at the numbers that I have. Let's take a look. Um, it's definitely above Airbud spikes back. Okay. That was, uh, Air, that was a good episode, by the Airbud, way. Airbud, thank you. Airbud had a 2.1, um, and let's see, everything else, like, I have a lot of threes, so I guess the closest, uh, the I guess the next movie on the list would be uh, Big Fat Liar. Ooh, okay. So, the, so in, in our rankings, um, Heavyweights comes in in between Air Bud Spikes Back and Big Fat Liar. Closer, th- I, I will say, to Big Fat Liar than, uh, yeah, than okay. to Air Bud. But yeah, um... And that's how we flicks kids. <laughs> um, so Evan, uh, thank you, thank you so much for uh, coming on and talking. Of course. And I definitely would be interested in watching this movie again. And who knows, maybe revisiting it on a future episode. But more likely, I'll just watch it with friends, and uh, <laughs> it won't feel like work. Um, yeah, I think Wet Hot's an obvious better choice, but uh, that's very much not a children's movie. Well, I feel like this movie, if because I couldn't tell if they were doing the um, tropes because they were like, get it, they're tropes, or they were just using tropes instead of like kind of having more of a different kind of story. Right. Um, Because it was very much like a plot based story rather than like character development, because these kids don't learn anything except like, I mean, if we were to do a full lesson learned segment, it would be, I don't know, just like have fun. Yeah. Um. I will tell you that I did uh, another camp movie. Um, I watched Indian Summer, which was also from, like, the mid to early 90s. Um, that is the most, like, tropey camp movie, totally unironic, totally non-referential. Like, it is what Wet Hot American Summer is making fun of to love AT. It. And it is, like, not great to watch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, it's a pretty fun movie, I think, with a group of people, some nostalgic vibes going on. Yeah, I think I, if I had watched this as a kid, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot. Cause, I yeah. Mean, I, oh, yeah. At a certain age, like I, I felt this kind of towards the end. I was like, I could have really used this movie to kind of make me feel better about like who I was. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, at cause... the beginning, Keenan uh, is like, hey, you're fat. And he's like, what do you mean? And he was like, I'm fat, too. And then they're like, yeah, we are. 
cool. and I would have loved it because I was very much ashamed of kind of my weight. And to a certain extent, like, even though I know I have lost weight, like, I still kind of have that mentality in yeah. me. Like, I made myself eat a salad for lunch. <laughs> like a, like a freaking knob. <laughs> I, I, like I ate arugula. Okay, well, that you lost me there. I kind of like arugula. I like how it's kind of like, it, it's bitter, but it still has like a little bit of a sweet pang to it. I have to pick up some arugula next time I'm at the store. Here's the thing: not necessarily on a salad, but put it um, as like a topping, either on uh, a little bit of it on pizza, or um, I had it just with like turkey on like a bread as a sandwich, and it was it just added a nice little zip to it. All right, so watch heavyweights with a group and uh, get some arugula in your diet. That's right. Well, besides arugula, um, Evan, is there a, is there anything that you would like to plug? Is there some place that people can and should find you? Um, first off, arugula. Ross takes Ross' words for it. Um, <laughs> so I do a blog about hiking and backpacking, and it's mostly. Are you uh, going to be doing the twenty mile hike? Twenty mile. Hi- oh yeah. Um, I've done a twenty mile hike. It's not <laughs> it's, terrible, kids. Did you swing um, from a branch and then get your no, face got, in a kid's well, ass? No, we we actually did have uh, a counselor at some point, a storied counselor who would do stuff like that on hikes, like would go like out on cliffs and stuff and just scare the crap out of people. Um, but anyway, all that beside, uh, finding four thousand. That is finding uh, and then four zero zero zero. Um, dot com. Um, we're also finding four thousand on Instagram and Twitter. Um, that and what's is the, what's the significance of uh, four thousand? So up in New Hampshire, there is uh, forty eight mountains that reach four thousand feet or taller. Um, they're called the four thousand footers, and it's a very big deal to hike all of them. That's really centric to New Hampshire and New England. Um, but it is just like a general hiking blog. So um, feel free if you're not from the area. Um, it's probably got uh, some cool stuff for you as well. Yeah, that um, sounds great. And, and then on Twitter, I am uh, Ivan the Bearable, uh, at Barely Bearable. Um, I decided to divorce myself from my Twitter. I'm now a persona, I'm not a person. So Ivan the Bearable, uh, give me a follow. Sounds good. Yeah, and uh, I would love to hike with you. I'm trying to get kind of more creative with how I um, am active. Like I usually just go to the gym, but I, I would love to kind of explore um, terrain yeah. and uh, I'll have to take you. There's a really nice uh, uh, national park in PA that I think you would enjoy a lot. Very cool. I'll have uh, to check it out. Great. And uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Wiseman, M-I-S-T-E-R-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. And follow KidFlix Pod. That's the podcast that you're listening to right now. You can follow us at KidFlix Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or send us an email, KidFlixPod at gmail.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. We're on Google Play now. Maybe I'll figure out what Stitcher is soon. But uh, if you love this, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell your enemies. Tell Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Sounds so Evan, good. Yeah, thanks a lot again for coming on the show. We did this over Skype, which I had never done before. And uh, I probably should have mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So if people thought it sounded weird, they wouldn't get upset. Sorry, guys. I'm in Boston. That's okay. I'll, I still love you. Wonderful. All right. That's a nice note to go out on. Yeah, that's all for us here. Have a good one and go, go gadget and show.